This is the Dynasty War Zone, the People's Dynasty Podcast, and here are your hosts, Memphis at DFF Memphis and Jerry at Jerry Sin DFF. DynastyFootballFactory.com has it all. Impact articles, a full scope of fantasy football rankings, ADP, and exclusive members-only access to Factory Sports Slack channel. Dynasty, Redraft, IDP, Debbie, and even DFS. A Factory Sports membership unlocks it all. And annual memberships are free. That's right. We've partnered with DraftKings to bring you your annual sports membership for free. Just go to DynastyFootballFactory.com slash shop and click on the DraftKings membership promo. Sign up for your DraftKings account, deposit just $20, and you'll receive a free $10 bonus and free Factory Sports annual membership. Eligibility and restrictions apply. See website for details. So act now and become a Factory Sports member for free. Visit DynastyFootballFactory.com slash shop today. What's happening, guys? Happy Wednesday and welcome to the Dynasty War Zone, the People's Dynasty podcast. And we are, of course, the flagship podcast of DynastyFootballFactory.com. And we are proud members of the Dynasty Football Network at DF underscore network on Twitter. And man, I'm in a playoff mood. I'm in a playoff frame of mind. But I cannot get this show rolling without the man of the hour and the man with the power. He is Jerry Sinclair. Jerry, what's going on tonight, buddy? You can feel the playoffs in the air, Randy. Uh, I, I always like to say that this is the most important week of the fantasy football season until next week when it will be the most important week of the fantasy football season man it's playoff time if if you're, you're in just a, you sweat everything oh. oh my god every decision is, is is a cliffhanger everything uh is over is over analyzed and over scrutinized and, and you're scratching your head and should i do this but jerry and i tonight we're going to take you through all 32 teams and we're going to hit you with one player sometimes a position group can we trust you can I trust you? But before we get into that, Jerry, how was your 2019 season? G give me the recap. Give me totals. Give me numbers. Give me a story. Give me something. I am in a lot of leagues, so I don't know the exact numbers. But I know that in the leagues that I have active owners, except for the damn UPL that we're in that you got me in this year, I really thought that I was going to have a good team going into that. And that team just, when Patrick Mahomes went down, that was sort of the end of Jared Jarrett's hopes. But it's been good. I can't. I got a couple buys, Randy. I only got four wins in Scott Fishbowl 8. And I got the buy this year. <laughs> so I finally get to play again, even though it figures that I would get the buy and my team tore it up last week. But it's fine. Sounds uh, eerily reminiscent to my 2018. So we, we flip-flopped. Last year, I had the bye, had a great off week, and then I got murdered in week 14 this year. Wow, so you're just setting me up for that. We 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 have flip-flopped. This year, I think I'm three and something or four and something. It's been rough. But when you draft Andrew Luck, Tom Brady, and Big Ben Roethlisberger as your quarterbacks in a very quarterback-heavy league, 
you tend to have a rough season. Uh, I've been trying to get some miles out of Mason Rudolph. It's been rough in Scott Fishbowl, but continue. I love hearing stories of your 2019. Yeah, luckily, uh, David Johnson got taken with the fifth pick in Scott Fishbowl because that's who I wanted. Instead, I settled with a guy named Travis Kelsey, who's worked out pretty well for me. Uh, it's he good. is good. He is good at football. I, I've, I've written this down. I have also had my worst fantasy season that I've ever had in an orphan that I took over last year. And actually, my team was worse last year, but I won a few games. This year, I won one game, and it was the very last game of the year. And it's a bad team. Oh, my goodness gracious. Is it bad? It's got a lot of guys. I started trading all the little bits of guys that I had for hurt guys, guys that I don't normally go after, like on Johnson, for instance. The only share I have across, I don't know, 18, 19 teams of on Johnson Guys like Darius Geis, he just came back. He helped me out. He's one of the reasons I got the win. Thank you very much, Darius Geis. Good to see you rumbling, bumbling, and stiff-arming men to the turf. Uh, but it's been good. Uh, we'll see. You know, it's the regular season. That's what podcasts are for. You know, good players can get to the playoffs. Now's where it gets a little wishy-washy. But how did you do, my friend? Disappointments? Heartbreaks? Well, I actually did my homework for the show because that's what happens when I send you a show sheet. So I did the homework, uh, and I went around to all the platforms that, that, that I play on. I went to ESPN. Those were my, uh, my three redraft leagues. The first one was my work league for the company that I no longer work for, and there was some collusion in this league midseason mm, where they shenanigans were... Shenanigans were afoot. Shenanigans were, in fact, afoot. A couple of guys built some super teams, so I just kind of... I set my lineup, I, I stopped doing ad drops, I stopped working, and I missed the playoffs in that. My old school redraft, this is year, you know, something in the teens, 16, 17, something like that. I backdoored. Uh, we, I am the third seed in this league, and I'm 6-7. and seven. So the third, fourth, fifth, and sixth seeds in this league are all 6-7, and seven, and a 6-7 and seven team just barely missed the playoffs. It was wild. It's a wild ride. I am. Uh, I've got it all banking on the Tampa Bay wide receiver. Somehow, I wound up with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Uh, so I hate to root against my Colts. So that will, will not happen because my Colts will obviously hold them in check. Because whenever you need your fantasy team <laughs> to perform against your favorite team, that stuff never works out, man. See, if you were a Lions fan, you would think the opposite. Yeah, well, the, the well, the Colts aren't as bad as the Lions, <laughs> and 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 then my gym league team, uh, eleven and two, rocked out there. Uh, my sleeper leagues, which one is the celebrity whatever sleeper pro am with uh, the guys over at Sleeper Wire, uh, made the playoffs in that one. I'm playing Mitchell Renz of the Oakland Raiders uh, Twitter podcast fame. Good guy, Mitchell, by the way. Yeah. Uh, made the Ultimate Dynasty Podcasters League, which is like a spinoff of the UDPL. And I backdoored that league with an 8-4 and four record. And then uh, the, the Listener League, the Outlaw. That doesn't count as backdoor. Oh, well. <laughs> that, that one I did. The, the, so I had rough goings. In the Outlaw Listener League, but man, my wide receivers are stacked. And I got DJ Moore, Keenan Allen, DeAndre Hopkins, and Kenny Galladay. And I'm looking at my, and I got Josh Allen, and I'm like, how am I struggling? I just ran into some buzzsaws, but I, I feel really good there. And then uh, my MFLs, my MFLs, I am six and three. Um, so cumulative across all leagues, I went twelve and four. And then my one best ball dynasty league, I have absolutely no shot. 
Uh, again, that's a league where I lost Andrew Luck. So, so cumulatively in my head-to-head weekly scoring format, 12-4, and four, my, my proudest accomplishment was the ultimate Dynasty Podcasters League with guys like uh, Tyler Gunther and uh, Doug Eddy from the Dynasty Happy Hour, Rich from the Nerds, Izzy from Dynasty Trade Calculator, Shane from the Dynasty Trades HQ. If you, and I'm not dropping names. I'm just talking about this is the level of competition that I have to compete with every single week. Uh, Pete Davidson from Rotobon. I mean, this is some serious seri- nerds. Some, well, there's the the nerds, and then remember, Jerry, being a nerd. It's not what you're into, it's how you're into it. And these guys are all hardcore into Dynasty. So getting a buy, I, I backdoored the buy in the UDPL. I took out Tyler and then uh, got a little lucky and squeaked into the second. But are you ready? Are you ready for my dumbass story of the week of the, of the, of the Dynasty season? Randy, I am always ready for you to be a dumbass. A true dumbass. So I, I, I have been very good about this all season. I every Monday, even though it's you know the the week hasn't started, I go in, and I set all my lineups for the week. You know, and then obviously you're going to have some some injury questionable players that you may or may not look at. Well, there was some speculation last week earlier in the week that Austin Hooper may go, so I put him in several lineups because you know. What a fan of Austin Hooper I am. Absolutely. Build a statue outside the Dynasty Warzone headquarters. Absolutely. With his, uh, with his beautiful, beautiful head of, uh, of, of hair and uh, being the tight end of my dreams. But anyway, so I, I had him in just about every lineup. Well, on Thursday, didn't actually work this year. Uh, there was word that he was not playing. So I went in. Every league I had Mr. Hooper, and I, and I swapped him out except for the aforementioned UPL, the league that you and I are in with guys like Nate and JD from, you know, the GOAT district, um, Aaron Yackel from, I think he's with DTC or the Nerds, but whatever. So so I, I go in there and I put in Tyler Higby, right? Well, I, that worked out for you. Well, it only works out for you if you hit the submit button. Oh, oh yeah. no. But wait, there's more. Oh, of course so, so, so going into the Sunday afternoon games, I've got Tyreek Hill, Cortland Sutton, both Chargers running backs, and uh, one other. So two running backs, and then oh, um, Tyreek Hill. So I'm like, it doesn't matter. I'm down like 90 or 100 or whatever. I was like, I'm never going to beat this guy. He put up a huge score. Well, then this game starts trickling on. You know, Cortland Sutton has the, uh, the amazing touchdown catch. Jared Goff was the fifth guy, actually. It was my second QB. Jared Goff is ripping, r- ripping Arizona apart. So we get to the point to where all you the got ga- false hope. I've got real false hope. I was like, all right, I've screwed up, but the fantasy gods, they're, they're, they're going to reward me. They're going to pay me off, and I'm going to backdoor a playoff spot. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, we're, we're, the, the Chargers are driving. They kick a game-tying field goal with about 26 seconds left. And at this point, I've worked my way to where I'm back two and a half points away from, from tying, 2.6 away from winning. And I'm like, sweet, that, that, that's awesome. They kicked the game-tying field goal. We flip the coin, and, you know, we go into overtime. I got Cortland Sutton, Melvin Gordon, and Austin Eckler. I'm like, man, that, that's so little point. I, 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 I feel good about this, right? Nope. I got L.A. Chargered by the L.A. freaking 
Chargers. The pass interference. The pass interference. Uh, they go, oh, and I'm like, no. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, all right, those bastards. I'm like, all right, it's a, it's a it's a fifty some odd yarder, you know. I, I know he's made one earlier in the game. Sure enough, he nails it. Then I had to sweat Monday night because in this league with victory points and the way things work, yeah, I I, I finished eight and five in this league with a, just a ridiculously good roster. Had some some ups and downs with some some weird scoring weeks, but yeah, this is a roster with uh, both Chargers running backs, Kareem Hunt, Devonta Freeman. I'm missing somebody. Uh, Mike Evans, Tyreek Hill, Cortland Sutton, Austin Hooper. I mean, you got a shot at the championship, though. You got in at eight and five, right? Nope. I'm the seven. Oh, <laughs> oh no! Stop it. So, so no. So 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 so. Long story short, about a four minute story there. You're never too busy to hit submit. You're never oh, too busy to, to 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 double check. So I I know that I did because because the the UPL because MFL you know drops them in your in your uh, my leagues bar alphabetically, and the UPL is you know right there with the Ultimate Dynasty Podcasters League. And I, I took Austin Hooper out of that one. I hit submit. But, yeah, that that is a – even though I, I put a lot of time and effort in there, mistakes are made, and that's a costly one because I think that and was a team that could have uh, won a ship. Listen, do not check the scoreboards over the next couple of weeks because I got news for you. The way the gods will reward you for that, certain championship. I, I'm, I'm not even going to look at the weekly scores in that league because you're absolutely right, but I, I kind of have to. Because in that league we play for the the 13th overall pick, the 1.13 in in the rookie draft, is given to the winner of the toilet bowl. So I'm a, I'm a toilet bowl contender, and now I'm just playing for that pick. But this goes to show you there is uh, never too much work. And then my 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 one rebuild, I am so happy with that roster because I've built it around wide receivers, and that includes guys like McCole Hardman, Jarvis Landry, DJ Moore, Calvin Ridley, Debo, and Cortland Sutton. Um, Debo has been so good, man. D- D- Debo is going to be great, but tonight we're not talking about that. Tonight we're going to get into guys that we can or cannot trust. So how this is going to work is I'm going to hit Jerry with a player. We're going to go division by division, and I'm going to ask Jerry, can I trust this player? Can you trust this guy? But before we do that, real quick, want to talk about the the Patreon. Um, I'm loving the group chat. Kane and the Aussies and just just not like G and AJ, but other Australians, more than just AJ and G of the Aussie Guys podcast, they they do play fantasy football down there and they play a lot. Um, one of our group conversations was is two weeks ago I talked about benching Amari Cooper. Do you remember this conversation? I do. And then this past week it was, you know, do we bench DeAndre Hopkins? And we came through with that one and, you know, we came through the group uh, chat that, we're playing DeAndre Hopkins. You know, he, he, in his career against Stephon Gilmore, you know, he, he's had some success. And that's the kind of things that we do in the Dynasty Warzone Patreon. This week's Patreon, we had Kyle from the FFLs on. We talked about the Cowboys head coaching job, how he related that to Dynasty. Lots of good stuff. Bonus podcast every week. We've had the Patreons on the podcast. And just a lot of fun behind-the-scenes stuff. So if you're interested, head over to DynastyWarzone.com forward slash Patreon and jump on in there. But Jerry, before we get into guys that we can or cannot trust, we need to hear a quick word from our friends over at Trophy Smack. So let's, uh, let's hear it out. Are you looking for a reminder of your fantasy football greatness? Are you looking 
for something to set your league apart from those dime a dozen jabroni leagues out there, then head over to trophysmack.com and hook your league up with the best trophies in the game today. And not only will you get the best trophies in the game today, you can get a free championship ring up to a $59.99 value by entering in the promo code DWZ ring. You pick out your trophy, which one do you like? You put it in the cart, you add the ring to the cart, you add the promo code DWZ ring, makes the ring free, and your league is now a step above the league down the street. So if you're looking for the best, you want to be the best in the game, you want to have the best league in town, go over to trophysmack.com, get that trophy, get that ring, use that code DWZ ring, and let's have a big season. All right, as always, big thanks to our friends over at Trophy Smack. Remember, use that promo code DWZ ring. Get hooked up with a free ring. It's only week 14. Your trophy should have no problem getting here in time for you to live an off season of glory. Jerry, you know that you can get one where you can drink champagne out of it, right? And you know what they call that? They call that the perfect trophy. I, I just want to drink champagne, maybe eat a bowl of Fruity Pebbles out of it. I, I, I mean, there's maybe, a lot of maybe, maybe accumulate all the tears of my league mates. Yeah. And then I could just save it right in there. You, you maybe take a bath in their tears. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. So you head over to trophysmack.com. Check all that out. All right, Jerry, I'm just going to go around. I'm, I'm, I'm going to hit you with them. Uh, you're unprepared and I wanted it that way. Cause I want your gut reaction. Cause I'm going to try to sway you one way or the other. Are you ready? Okay. Mitch Trubisky. Oh, goodness. Uh, I am going to hope that I have a better situation. I have a better option. But if if the need is there. Superflex. Mitch Trubisky and a Superflex. Obviously, in a 1QB, you're not touching Mitch. But yeah. Uh, yeah Superflex. I, I would hope I have a better situation. But at the same time, you know what? No. No. I'm not going to say it because he does not play the Detroit Lions anymore. And I don't know exactly how many touchdowns he has, but I know six of them are against the Detroit Lions, and those games are behind him. So I say no. You either confirm that or tell me otherwise, my friend. In your basic four-point-per-passing touchdown scoring system, Mitch has had 20-plus points in two games in a row. He does get Dallas, but it is at home this Thursday night. And then he has fairly favorable matchups against the Packers and Kansas City. So... Mitch Trubisky might be more trustworthy than some other guys we're going to talk about. Next guy, Kenny Galladay of your Detroit Lions with uh, David Blau, Blau, Blau. Kenny Galladay, do you trust him in your playoffs? I'm going to have to. I I would have said no, but that man ripped it off, you know, early on Thanksgiving. Shows that he's, you know, he can do it. He struggled, but... He's, he's a big play that can happen. So I, I'm going to say I do trust Kenny. The the schedule and the stats would agree. Over the uh, course of the year, he's the wide receiver 11. He's got a favorable matchup against Minnesota this week. It's much easier to pass on Minnesota than to run. Uh, still don't love it, but you know, you, then he, he, they, uh, they play the 31st ranked against the past Tampa Bay Buccaneers. If you make it to your Super Bowl with KG, you do have to go up against the fifth-ranked Denver passing defense. But 
you know, if he gets you to the Super Bowl, then you can make that decision. But the next two weeks against Minnesota, against Tampa Bay, he is a play. This next one, I'm going to hit you with a with a pair of uh, injured fellas, Dalvin Cook and Adam Thielen. Uh, I have to trust Dalvin Cook. Now, I am also a handcuff man, so you know if I have Dalvin Cook, I have Alexander Madison. But let's pretend I don't. Yes, I'm trusting him. No, I'm not trusting Adam Thielen. Soft tissue injury. Have not seen you for a long time. No, thank you. I'm good on that. But I am in on Dalvin Cook. Should that man play, I could not keep him out of my lineup. I agree with both. I didn't really pick out any stats on this one to meet it out. I will say that Adam Thielen coming back playing against Darius Slay is not something that I would love unless for some reason they put Slay on Diggs. But yeah, we we saw what happened the last time that that he was active. And then Dalvin, you actually made a good uh, good comment in the group chat. They are playing the Lions. And why did they not put Dalvin back in last night? Because they have four critical games ahead. This is a game that I, I believe that Minnesota will not need him. I don't think he even suits up. That's an opinion. I've not seen any practice reports to support that theory. But My gut says the same thing. They, they've got a very competent backup in Alexander Madison. And on a side note, I was going to make this part of the original show format. Is Quick side note, Jerry, is there a better time in Dynasty to sell Alexander Madison for as much 2020 draft capital as possible? I cannot imagine even concocting a scenario where it's possible where his value will be higher. It's the perfect storm. If your league's trade deadline has not passed or has no trade deadline, I mean, Dalvin Cook's not going anywhere. He's going to no. be the, he's going to be the lead dog in Minnesota for years to come. Alexander Madison, you, you've got a, a backup running back on your roster that you could easily flip for a player. We'll talk about that maybe on the Patreon this week or something like that. Guys, we would be targeting or what we would, would be wanting for Madison. All right, next guy, Aaron Jones, currently the 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 RB five in PPR. Ah. <sighs> I mean, you're probably not in a situation where you can't, but I, I I would say no, just because I don't trust the man as far as I can throw him. And I got these little noodle arms that cannot throw anybody very far. Very scary. I, I, I don't know that you would have a better option, but since they're week 11 by, he has had a, a game with 3.8 PPR points and 7.1. PPR points. He's got a somewhat favorable matchup, although this Washington Redskins team they're playing this week just held Christian McCaffrey to one of his worst games of the season. We've seen the increased and steady uh, workload share with Jamal Williams. And then after that, they have to play the Chicago Bears rush defense, which should be getting Akeem uh, Hicks back. And then they got to play Minnesota's top five ranked rush defense. I'm telling you, there are scary times ahead for Aaron Jones. You probably can't get away from him, but I do not trust him in my fantasy playoffs. Here's one. Tyler Lockett, Jerry, after a a goose. Here, I'm going to interrupt you right there. No. What have we seen from the last two weeks or three weeks that suggests that he can be? He got a goose egg yesterday, didn't he? He did have a goose egg, and he has not had a— He must have had sex with Russell Wilson's wife or something because he's not even looking at him. I, I first of all, I wouldn't blame him if he did. It's a risk worth taking. <laughs> and uh, he, but but Mr. Lockett has not had double digit PPR points since his forty per forty point outburst four weeks ago. It has been bad. Uh, I would say that if you, especially if like you backdoored or scraped into the playoffs, you probably did it on the back of 
someone not named Tyler Lockett. I, I just can't do it. So for those reasons, I, I cannot trust him. Here's one. Top 10 QB, especially in a 2QB format, Kyler Murray. Do you trust Kyler? I feel like you're setting me up for a no. I would say yes, and in my work league, I am starting Kyler Murray. So you tell me why that is wrong. I'm going to tell you to be trepidatious with Kyler. He's getting ready to play the... Look at this guy with his big words. He's getting ready to play the seventh-ranked Steelers pass defense. We just saw what the... Rams defense did to this. He's got a bum hamstring. After that, surprisingly, Cleveland's pass defense, sixth in the NFL. Sixth against the pass. And then, uh, pretty good matchup if you make the Super Bowl. Uh, you, you can't get away from Kyler, but I don't think you have to like it over the course of the next two weeks. I would be less trepidatious, because I know you like that word, if, if it wasn't for the hamstring. Monitor practice reports, and if you've got like three QBs, and we're going to talk about some other guys, and maybe you can get away from him, uh, man, it would be tough. It would take balls of a moose to do it, but it would be something I would consider. Any running back for the San Francisco 49ers? No. Absolutely. Who are you going to pick? Who are you going to pick? Everybody Matt, wants to say Coleman and then Brita and then Mostert. And then, no, thank you. There's I, no way you can be confident in whatever choice you pick. So my answer is a solid no. I would say I would trust Matt Breda in PPR. If, if, if I would rather play Matt Breda than Aaron Jones. Yeah, that's right. Write that down. I would rather play him th- than that in PPR. Now, in a standard or a half point, I could see... The, the honest case for Aaron Jones. I know Raheem Mostert's look good. I, I'm a believer in Breda, so there you go. Jared Goff. No. I can, Randy. It's th- Those last two, the two touchdowns he threw last week were the first ones he has thrown since week nine, and that was against the Bengals. So I really can't do it. Weird stat we were talking about before I hit the record button. Jared Goff is currently fourth in the NFL in passing yards. As crazy as that is to say, shut up. It, it, yeah, we were. Doing, it, it was, but he's like nowhere near the top ten in any other QB statistical category. I will tell you this: I am playing him this week in Week 14 because he's playing the 29th against the pass Seattle Seahawks. After that, you you, you got to make hard decisions. They are playing at Dallas's eighth-ranked pass defense. And then in the Super Bowl, when all the glory and money is on the line, they play the the historically good number one against the pass, San Francisco 49ers. He had, I believe he had a negative score against the Niners last time. So, Jerry, this is a yes and no for me. You can trust him this week. you got to look at your options in week 15. And then week 16, that's no bueno. What about Julio Jones? Let's go to the Dirty South and talk about Julio gonna be huff huff gonna be tough to not play him if he plays that's what i'll say so yes because if he plays he's julio and i can't like we said about deandre hopkins i wouldn't be able to live with myself if he explodes on my bench so i will say yes and i don't really know where you're going with this one i'm going to agree with you now even though julio has not had more than 15 PPR points since week eight. His last three opponents rank 22nd or worse versus the pass. So good matchups ahead for Julio. If you got him, 
Time to roll him out there. Earn your keep. Here's one. Here's one I can't wait. Alvin Kamara. You know who really does not get enough credit for underperforming this year? And that is Elvin freaking Kamara. Uh, you have to because he's got the potential ceiling. He's got a decent floor. But as far as winning you a league, no, I can't trust him to do that. But I can't put him on the bench either. Correct. He He's not. He could. He very well could single-handedly carry you to a ship. I love him this week against the 22nd-ranked 49ers defense, but then he's got number nine Indy and the number 10 Titans. His PPR involvement is going to make him a play. Do you have to start him? Yes. Do you have to trust him to do what he normally does? No. Uh, But I will say this, in spite of his, you know, missed time this year and only two, Jerry, two total touchdowns on the season, he's still the RB10. That's damn good. That's impressive in its own right. Kyle Allen. I think you have to. He's the guy's done enough. Now, who the hell knows what it's going to look like? Because we just got the news today that Ron Rivera was fired. But I, I think, I think I'm going to Randy. I, I, I think you're right. He's coming off back to back twenty plus point scores. That's in your basic four point per passing touchdown league. Twenty points or more in two straight games. He's playing the twenty six ranked. Atlanta Falcons passing defense, then the 29th ranked Seattle pass defense, then uh, he does have a game at Indy's 12th ranked pass defense. So in the Super Bowl, in your Super Flex League, you you may have to consider him, but he's the kind of guy that might be on your roster because you know I've personally advocated for this young man a lot. He's someone that over the next couple of weeks, you you've got to look at your roster. How about Ronald Rojo Jones? Do you trust him? I'm gonna give you two words. Hell no. Uh, I, I, you, you, t- you took the words right out of my mouth when the coach. And one thing about Bruce Arians, I love his honesty. Came right out in the post game presser. You know what? He blew a, uh, a, a pass block assignment, and that got him the bench the rest of the game. Will he get back in there? Yeah, he's coming off of six total attempts. Last week for eight yards, by the way, a vintage Rojo performance. Yeah, right. But but also this week he plays the Colts' ninth-ranked rush defense. Don't be fooled by the big game by Derrick Henry. The Colts kept Henry in check for about the first two and a half quarters of that game. Then then things got away from them, and I know Derrick Henry, but Derrick Henry's been a beast this year. Rojo, never going to be confused with Derrick Henry. Get him mm-hmm. the hell out of your week 14 lineup. A, a personal favorite of mine, let's see what you think, Amari Cooper. Oh, God, that's tough because I love Amari, man. I don't think you're in a situation where you can. Now, I would have said that a couple weeks ago when you told everybody. So, Randy, let me convince me either way because I don't, I don't really have an answer. I don't think I could personally do it, depending on what you tell me right here. Well, that's my answer. Well, I, I don't have time to, to rattle them all off, but go to Corey, no, excuse me, go to Amari Cooper's player page, you know, game log, and look at his home road splits. They are for real. He averages less than 10 PPR points per game on the road this year, and that's a, a pretty good sample size. I believe it's six games so far. This week on a Thursday night, he's at the Bears' top 10-ranked pass defense on the road. 
It would be different if it was in, in Dallas. It is not. Then he gets Jalen Ramsey at home. Lockdown corner. I know he's a little sassy and a little, little off his uh, normal game, but he's still a damn good corner. Uh, and then, then in week 16, he has the improved over the last few weeks, kind of not really Philadelphia Eagles. To your point, it's going <laughs> to it's gonna be hard to get away from him. But, man, I would sure like to have him as a wide receiver three. But just remember that. Home road Amari is real. He's on the road this week. He is battling Jalen Ramsey in week 15. And then we'll see against the Eagles. If you make it that far, rolling with impunity. Daniel Jones. <sighs> okay. I wanted to trade in my redraft leagues for Evan Ingram pretty much across the board because of those juicy playoff matchups for the Giants. So I'm going to say, yeah. You, I, I would agree. He plays the Eagles 18th ranked pass defense this Monday night. Then he gets the Miami, let's get into a shootout Dolphins. And then, uh, you know, they, then he does play Washington, but Washington just gave up 20 plus uh, basic QB scoring points to Kyle Allen. So I I like this matchup for him over the course of the next three, next three weeks. In, in a super flex league, Daniel Jones is not the worst guy you could roll out there. How about your boy off his best career game, at least for fantasy standpoint, Darius Geis? I knew you were going to put me in that spot. <sighs> not yet. I, you would have to have an iffy flex. And I have to see it one more time because Adrian Peterson also ran well. So this was not just Darius guys proving that he was the superior talent. That was just Carolina. Just, I don't even know what they were going for there. Uh, my take on this is that they, they do play the Packers. And if they get down, Chris Thompson's back and playing. There's your passing down back. Adrian Peterson still had 13 touches last week. I love L-O-V-E, love Darius Geis as a buy for your dynasty team. But this is a guy you probably made the playoffs in spite of and not because of. I know it's a bold strategy to bench him coming off of a career game, but I think I have to do it, Jerry. I, I, I'm not mad at you. Like I said, I would have to see it again and have sort of a questionable flex to risk it championship week or week 15. Like I said, if he had carried you this far, it's a different conversation. But yeah, absolutely. Th th having Darius guys. If it your, was two weeks, if it was two weeks of this, it would be a different conversation. And I just don't like the at Green Bay. I could see this where they get down very quickly and a lot of you know passing work and. Yep, and he gets six touches for get, eighteen get, yards. It's 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 a game script thing with him and and just the involvement of AP and Chris Thompson. So just something to keep in mind. But if you own him in Dynasty, big smile on your face. Oh yeah. Uh, next guy who's, put, who's been putting a big smile on, on my face is Miles Sanders. Gotta. I mean, we can just hope that Jordan Howard keeps missing games. That would be even better. I'm going to say, yeah. yeah. He's he's getting tons of work, and he's getting good work. They got to win games, but, you know, that doesn't matter for us. We're winning matchups. Definitely keep an eye on Jordan Howard's practice reports, but this guy's coming off of a career uh, career best PPR game as well. And on the season, would you believe he is the RB19? He is a mid-tier RB2 in spite of the first majority of the season splitting time with Jordan Howard. And then he's got matchups with the 21st-ranked New York Giants against the run, 
27th versus the run, Washington Redskins, and then he does end the season with Dallas's 16th ranked. I mean, the schedule lines up the need for his team to win. He's involved in the passing game. Uh, in my old school redraft, uh, I've been bouncing RBs and flexes back and forth. He is firmly locked in with Zeke as my uh, two starting running backs. It's Zeke and Sanders. I'm rolling him out there. Jerry, that is the NFC. Let's go to the AFC and no better place to start than my boy, my best friend, Baker Mayfield, and his, uh, his very popular friend, Odell Beckham Jr. What do you say, kid? I was hoping you were going to bring up OBJ at some point. You can't feel good about it. I'll say that. Uh, you probably have better options for as far as OBJ concerned. I'm, I'm, I'm good on Baker Mayfield. Uh, I cannot trust him. OBJ going to be hard to bench him. You'd have to have a good team. So I'll, I'll go with that and see what you have to say. Hard to get away from Baker as your QB two in a game against Cincinnati. I mean, of his 27 touchdowns in 13 games as a rookie in 2018, eight, or basically a third of his touchdowns came against two games versus the Cincinnati Bengals. So it's going to be very hard to get away from him. As far as OBJ, I, I would rather have Jarvis Landry. OBJ currently played every game healthy, wide receiver 25. He's an R, he's a wide receiver three through 13 games amazing stat uh and then uh, at cincinnati they had a pretty good showing against the the jets last week and the jets offense had been hot but then they do get a real juicy matchup against the the arizona cardinals in week 15 although more than likely he'll draw patrick peterson and then they finish they end the fantasy playoffs against the ravens gonna be sketchy both of these guys are buys for me in dynasty just you know, you, you got to know what you're buying and when to use them. How about Tyler Boyd? Uh, how did he do against the Jets? Do you have that in front of you? About 15, 17 PPR points. Oh, you know, that, that, that is, he's had two games in a row of just yeah, around, 17, around 17 PPR points. You know what? I, I don't exactly know who the Bengals play. I do apologize to the people out there, but they're bad, and I've watched enough bad football to – continuously watch them but i'm gonna say yeah just because aj green i cannot imagine comes back at this point why would he and if tyler boyd's gonna be productive like this i am not a tyler boyd guy but i'm gonna say yeah i'm gonna say he is a iffy wide receiver three flex type play i Cle thought for sure you were going against him Cle cleveland's pass defense is sixth versus the pass uh for, for fantasy purposes, and I do like their corner, Denzel Ward, who Boyd will more than likely draw. In week 15, he gets everybody's favorite, everybody's buddy, everybody's best friend, Stephon Gilmore and the New England Patriots. And then if you make it to the Super Bowl, he does have a pretty good matchup against Miami, but the next two weeks, I don't think you have to love it. He's a, uh, he's a please fall in the end zone type play for me. Speaking of fall in the end zone, Marquise Hollywood Brown. No. And it's unfortunate because he could be 100% the person that could win you a championship. He could also get you three. And those are not the type of players I want on my team. So no, I am not trusting Marquise Hollywood Brown. Let, let me read you Mr. Brown's last three game logs. 4.3, 21.1, 1.1, 1.1. 
1.1. This guy Bingo. is, you know, he's the kind of guy I would throw in as like a wide receiver four or like a, like a, like a second flex position in a league where I was a big underdog and I'm taking a big cut, a big swing, swinging for the fences. That, that, that's when uh, I, I think Marquise is a, is a Hail Mary type play. I agree. Uh, he, he may have helped you out in week 12. He killed you in week 13. Again, kind of like other guys, you're probably here in spite of him, not because of him. Here's one for you, another big name, Juju Smith-Schuster. Absolutely not. Not even close. Devlin Hodgins, Hodges went bananas for James Washington. And not to say that he it's not a possibility for Juju. Man's been injured. When he was in, he wasn't successful. No, thank you. We, if you want to talk about if you've gotten there, it's been in spite of Juju. There is a situation there. I am not risking it for that biscuit. If he plays, he missed last week's game with a combination of a concussion and a knee. But if he plays against Arizona, I have no problem as like a wide receiver three flex type. Uh, the following week against the Bills third ranked pass defense, that's a that's a no for me. And then sure, you can play him. So so for me, he's a situation dependent, and I do like the situation if he goes in week 14. I, I think he could, you know, we just saw Robert Woods have a monster game against this defense. And I don't know, I honestly don't know who Arizona would put Patrick Peterson on. I think this is a, a good matchup. And by the way, Kyle of the fellas, I heard you on your show this week steal my uh, steal my thing. Hunting buddies are better than college buddies because that's where uh, James Washington. Uh, you know, Jerry, you you don't get to choose your college quarterback. You know that, right? That is true. And James Washington was forced to be college teammates with Mason Rudolph. But you choose your hunting buddies, Jerry. You ever go hunting? Uh, it too early and too cold. No, thank you. Well, when you do go hunting, you choose your hunting buddies and, and old Devlin Duck Hodges and, and James Washington are hunting buddies. That's a bond as, uh, as uh, inseparable as one could have, but I don't mind Juju as a uh, situational dependent wide receiver three flex type. Any Kansas City running back? <laughs> no, Randy. No, I'm not doing that. I'm, I'm going to talk about one of their running backs here in the bargain bin in just a few minutes. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm with you. I mean, it, it, deep, deep, deep 12-man starting Scott Fishbowl-esque rosters, maybe LaShawn McCoy. But I, you can't play either Williams. They're hurt. Um, they signed a guy we're going to talk about here in just a few minutes. Hell no. Just, just a hell no, especially against New England. No. Remember six months ago when we could have gotten first-round picks for their running backs? Stop it, Jerry. You're just you're just picking at old scabs. Tyrell the Gazelle Williams. Uh I'm gonna say no. I think you're gonna give me a reason why. I just I can't imagine a situation where I'm plugging him in and feeling good about it. I am not gonna advocate for uh, Mr. Williams. You cannot trust him. Now, this is a guy who started off the season in, in, in good shakes. Then he had some issues with a foot, you know, missed some games. Over his last five games, he has been in single digits in four of the five PPR scoring. And his best game over the last five weeks, 12.2. No this thanks. Is, this isn't all exactly, exactly right. No thanks. Uh, speaking of Williams, how about LA Charger Mike Williams? That, that's another no for me. That's all. That's, that's what I got for you. I am not advocating for him. I, I have one roster where I will have to play him. 
But but here's an interesting Mike Williams. How many yards on the season do you think Mr. Williams has? <laughs> I don't know. Not a ton. 776. With four games to go, if he averages about 60 yards a game, my man's going to have a 1,000-yard season. That's outrageous. That, that, do you know how many touchdowns he has this year? <laughs> Is it one? He has as many touchdowns on the season as Tyler Lockett had PPR points on Monday night. Zero. Oh. zero. And, and, and that's I have what, as many touchdowns as him. You and I combined have as many touchdowns as him. Nice. It, it is very nice. And, and and that's been the big letdown with Mike Williams this year. He he just hasn't gotten the end zone. And that's what do you after, mean? He had double digits last year. He didn't repeat that? You, you mean touchdowns are unpredictable? That's weird. Say what? But, yeah, I, I, I do like Mike Williams. I, I, I'm really excited to see what this offense can look like in 2020. When Phil Rivers rides off into the sunset, wearing a bolo tie, going to pro- going to procreate kid number eighteen, Philip Lindsay. Uh, not a Philip Lindsay guy, so I'm going to say no. But there's a good chance you probably have to start him. Where would you think he ranks in PPR running backs on the year? Uh, well, you already said Miles Sanders was 19. That's where I was going to say. So we'll say 18. How about 14? He's a borderline running back one in PPR. As crazy as that sounds, he faces in his next three games at 19th ranked Houston versus the run, at 30th ranked versus the run Kansas City, and then the lowly Detroit Lions. My man, my, my man has got a great schedule. I am firing him up with uh, great excitement as a flex uh, in PPR, and I don't mind him as an RB2 um, I would much rather start him over guys we mentioned earlier, like Aaron Jones. I, I, I don't. I would much rather play him than Darius Geis, even though Darius Geis is coming off the monster game. Philip Lindsay, you know what? Good for you there with your beautiful Bob Ross esque haircut. <laughs> and uh, good, yeah. good for you for being the RB fourteen. Very happy under, little touchdowns. Happy little, happy little touchdowns. Uh, Jacoby Brissett. Ah. Uh, Initially, I say, yeah, I'm not sure where you're going to go with it, so I'm going to let you say that. Off the cuff, I say yes. Well, we're going to have to start him in our uh, Devi Superflex. Yes, we are. Hey, that's a good team, though. We'll be all right. I don't mind it. Tampa Bay this week, 31st versus the pass. Next week on Monday Night Football, the New Orleans Saints, 17th versus the pass. And then we'll see what happens in the Super Bowl against Carolina. They seem to be a little bit better versus the pass than the run. But with Jacoby Brissett, you, he's probably been your QB2 most of the season. Roll him, roll him on out there. Any Tennessee wide receiver? <laughs> uh, no. So, so, so Ryan Tannehill has been the QB6 since he took over as a starter. This is, again, four-point standard QB scoring format. He's been the QB6 six in that time period what would you think his best wide receiver is ranked in that time period wide receiver what uh i mean it's got to be aj brown um that that, that is good. correct he's been good Tannehill's. you said six we'll say 24 how about you almost double that he his best wide receiver in this time frame has been aj brown that is correct since week seven through week 13 aj brown wide receiver 42 Corey How Davis. the hell is he six? Because Corey Davis has got to be like 142. You know, he, he's done a lot on the ground. He's hit guys like Adam Humphreys. Uh, I think uh, there's been a Tajay Sharp sighting. Corey Davis, <laughs> since week seven, week seven to week 13, 
Wide receiver, 72. Oh, see, better than I thought. Okay. I, I, I couldn't say it without throwing up in my mouth. Will the thrill fuller? No. I Listen, there's a lot of people that are going to disagree with me. You might even. I don't trust Will Fuller. I'm not a Will Fuller guy. If I have Will Fuller on a team, I am trying to trade Will Fuller to the Will Fuller guy. I said Will Fuller's name too many times in that paragraph. No on Will Fuller. I am uh, I, I am okay with Will as a wide receiver three flex type. They're playing the Broncos, which is a tough passing matchup. That's because Chris Harris is going to be on is going to be on his teammate DeAndre Hopkins. So the wide receiver twos have done actually pretty well versus Denver this year. Then they play Tennessee, which is middle of the road, and then in the Super Bowl. It's the 31st-ranked Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It's better than you think, Jerry. Roll him out there as your wide receiver three type and, and, and hope that he can win you the week, especially if you're an underdog. Uh, he had that monster week back early in the season before his hamstring injury. He had 21 points against my Colts in week 12. Uh, Will Fuller, I, I don't hate it. How about DJ, currently PPR wide receiver eight, Chark, baby Chark? Where you at? <sighs> They just went back to Minshew, too. You know what? I am going to say yes, but I don't know what their schedule is. Uh, so I'm going to say yes, just because I think Minshew is going to get him a little excited, and he's the other young guy, and he's going to pepper him. I agree. Uh, I, I don't love the matchup this week against Casey Hayward, but we saw Cortland Sutton get free for a touchdown. I think DJ Chark is equally as capable. The, my, the only thing, and it's, I think it's the Minshew theory, but since week nine, DJ Chark has only been above 10 PPR points one time in three of his last four games. I think some of that's Foles related. I think some of that's seen some, some better coverage. But DJ, you, you just can't do it. Again, he, he's a guy that could have 30 points and win you a week. you got to get him out there. Um, he was a guy coming into the season that was probably you were banking on to be your wide receiver three or four, which means you should have some good studs to put around him. You roll DJ Chark. How about touchdown Tommy Brady coming off one of his best games, for fantasy anyway, of the season? You know, we're getting to the part of the season where Tom Brady likes to have the Patriots run the ball a ton, but... It's going to be hard to bench him. So I, I'm i going to say yes. You trust the goat, the smelly, evil patriot slash wolverine that he is. But I, I don't know where you're going with this one either. So you take it away, my friend. If you have better options, I don't blame you for getting away from him. Why? Because they're playing Kansas City at home. I have not checked the weather report, but Kansas City is 30th versus the run. The Patriots have a bevy of running backs to to fire at this Kansas City 30th ranked rush defense, whether that's Sony, Burkhead, James White. Uh, I just I just see a lot of running the ball. We saw how the Colts beat Kansas City. I'm, I'm not saying that's the blueprint because Kansas City could come out and hang a, a quick 14 on them and then they're in, in comeback mode like they were against Houston. I think he's a uh, boom bust QB2. Uh, with good matchups. Kansas City's a good matchup. Then Cincinnati's a good matchup. But in the Super Bowl, he plays the Buffalo Bills. And do you know uh, what Do you know what his worst game of the year was so far to date? I am going to guess that was against the Buffalo Bills. Damn it, I tipped my hand. Yep, you're right. He had 4.1 basic quarterback scoring points that week. So Tom Brady's going to be very hit or miss. What about, 
a guy that we were all excited about in our 2018 rookie drafts, Mike Gusecki. <sighs> you know, he's been getting the touchdowns the last couple of weeks. And at a position that you could be in trouble. Evan Ingram's been hurt. Austin Hooper's hurt. I can't hate you for doing it. I would prefer someone like Jack Doyle, but I will say sure, because and you've got a barren wasteland to work with anyway. There's only a handful of tight ends that, that you could really. So let me, let me hit you with a little on the spot. You, you're, the, you're the Evan Ingram owner. You've been using Mike Gusecki. Evan Ingram is questionable for Monday night football. Are you playing Gusecki on Sunday? Or are you going to risk it for the biscuit and see if Ingram plays on Monday? Who it, does it, Miami it, play again? Um, Miami plays football, and I don't remember who they play this week. Okay. Ah, uh, shit. Uh, that's a tough one. I, I don't think I could wait. I think I would play Gusecki. I'm not a person that likes to... I don't want that possibility of a zero. If it's a two, it's a two. That's better than a zero. How about a Zach Ertz nursing a hamstring? Monday night Monday night football. Because, you know, Zach Ertz did play on Sunday in a game where a lot of points. I think he had six catches for 30 yards, if I remember correctly. Didn't kill you, especially in PPR. But it's Monday night. He's questionable with a hammy. What do you do? I would love to just call you an evil bastard for these situations, but I know there's somebody out there that's dealing with the same thing. You know, I, and I appreciate you saying that, but that's, that's the whole point of this exercise is to really, you know, create some positive and some, some thought of, you know, th remember the whole goal of the dynasty war zone is not to give you the answers. It's to teach you how to think, you know, about these situations yourself and, and, and how to help you put the best roster out there, especially when it matters the most playoffs. God, this is see, I think this situation is different because Evan Ingram has been missing games and Zacherts has not, so I think I would risk it for that one. But uh, let me tell you how peeled my eyes are are on that injury report in Philadelphia. I'm following beat writers. I'm looking at the whatever the hell their newspaper is called, the Philly Star, I think. Inquirer. I'm looking at all of them. Philly Inquirer, I think. But there yeah, we go. All right, we, we I am all of it. We 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 got uh, we got two more. But Mike Gusecki's the kind of guy that if if the Gusecki owners in the playoffs and he's not using Gusecki, he's the kind of guy that I would throw a Golden Tate at. Hey, you know what? You need some wide receiver help, man. Let me let me throw you Golden Tate for Gusecki and a third and a tight end premium. That's a little dynasty spin. Devin Singletary been playing some good ball lately. He is. Uh, you just told me he's got the Patriots in the championship. That really makes me want to crash and burn my opinion, but it's tough to take him out. Devin Singletary has been one of the dudes helping my Scott Fishbowl team. So I'm going to say yes, but I know that evil championship awaits. Well, not only is week uh, 16 against the Patriots rough, but week this coming week, the fifth-ranked Ravens rush defense and next week the 12th ranked Steelers rush <sighs> defense you know what it, it, so it, I'm not winning the scout fishbowl is what you're saying you're gonna have to get damn lucky <laughs> he doesn't have the breakaway speed to like break a long one he's not overly involved in the passing game they still run Frank Gore out there I, I would much rather have him out there as like a RB3 flex type but I, I get it man you, you may have been leaning on this guy just uh 
It's a really stinky, stinky situation. And last, but certainly not least, Ryan, don't call me Peter Griffin. Uh, this is sort of in that same Gusecki mold. If I can't be mad at you if you do it. In the last five weeks, my man has averaged 13 PPR points a game, and he's averaging right at five targets a game. In the barren wasteland, unless you've got a guy that you feel super confident in, like a Kittle, like a Hooper who's supposed to be back this week, like a Kelsey. Hey, if he's not, make sure you hit submit. You son of a... Uh, but yeah, I, I, I don't mind Ryan Griffin. So there you go, Jerry. A little impromptu game of can I trust you? What did you think about my evil, evil game? It was good up until those tight ends at the end. You really put me on the spot on those, but... No, that's good because there's, I mean, that that's a giant chunk of people. And for those of us that have giant amounts of leagues, we are in all those similar situations. And it was tough. It was tougher than I wanted it to be. I will let you know that. All right. Well, we'll hope that you guys enjoyed that. We did the exercise for you just to, to, to again, put those thoughts in your head, man. Am I making good decisions? You know, we're getting ready to jump into some other segments. I just want to knock out one last quick commercial. Let's take a quick second and hear from our friends over at the Scouting Academy. Scout NFL football like a pro. Invest in yourself and get a degree in player evaluation and assessment from the Scouting Academy. They've educated NFL GMs, personnel directors, and dozens of NFL scouts. Enroll today and you'll watch the same game tape NFL coaches watch. You'll learn to look past the metrics with position-by-position analysis. This is a time-tested curriculum, a chance to learn from the NFL execs and coaches. Sign up today and get a Dynasty Football Factory exclusive discount for limited time only. Save $50 when you sign up at DynastyFootballFactory.com. All right, big thanks to our friends over at the Scouting Academy. Make sure you check that out if that's something that interests you. All right, Jerry, it's time for us to wrap through some of these other segments. Uh, Look back at it, places where we were right and places where we were wrong. I like to jump right into this one. I usually like to go where I'm wrong. And uh, that was Carson Wentz being a top five startup QB. I like Carson Wentz, but I heard this said the other day on a non-fantasy show. That has Carson Wentz been the same since Frank Reich became the head coach of the Indianapolis Colts? I think that's part of it, but I also think part of it is the weapons around him. I'm still a long-term believer in Carson Wentz. I just can't say today, like I did about six months ago, that he's a top five startup QB. I I would easily have uh, Lamar, Patrick Mahomes, Deshaun Watson... Uh, who am I missing? Who else would be in the top five above Wentz? I know, I know, I'm missing somebody. See, we're we're both Wentz guys. That's why it's tough. Uh, yeah, to it, 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 it really. He, is. he was my three going into the season behind Correct. Luck and Mahomes. So. Correct. Yeah, he was he was my four behind Luck, Mahomes, and Watson. So, I mean, he he is he is still a guy that I have a, a lot of uh, long term upside on. I think Dak is really close to him right now, um, but but. He he's just not top five, but he's someone that I think has top five potential. So I was wrong on Carson Wentz being a top five uh, startup quarterback. Jerry, what about you? Where were you right and or wrong? 
I'm going to go with wrong as well. I'm just going to keep that ball rolling. I thought Le'Veon Bell was going to be a league winner with the easy matchups he had down the stretch. And this week, he's going in and he's playing the Cincinnati Bengals in a game where I need him to tear it up so I can get into the playoffs or I can get my bye weeks. And they poop their pants and they lose to the Bengals in one of... I don't know, one of the most embarrassing fashions you could imagine, because they didn't even lose. They got obliterated. And Le'Veon has just not been good. This man has gotten over 100 yards twice since week two. He hasn't scored a touchdown the last couple of weeks. He was just starting to get on track. You know, he's he's steady. He's boring production. But I, I really thought he was going to be... You know, that that guy that got you over the top with these great matchups, it has just not been that case. And going forward, I don't expect it to be the case. Well, at least you were fair. He he did not win you. The, he's not going to win you this season, but he has not killed you. He has been in double-digit PPR points, even through the Luke Falk experiment, even through the Trevor Simeon experiment. He has been in double-digit PPR points every single week but two. So out of uh, 13 games, 11 times he's given you at least 10 PPR points, and he's been above 15 in about eight. So he's not killing you, but he's not winning you weeks. Uh, Where I was right, the Cleveland Browns not making the playoffs this year. It it was pretty obvious to me, and and now it's it's all but, but over. After the loss to Pittsburgh this week, they're they're five and seven, and now that Tennessee has come on strong, Tennessee is up two games on them plus one additional game because they beat them in Week One. So they're they're three games behind Tennessee. They're uh, two games behind Pittsburgh. I don't know how tiebreakers work because they're one and one heads up. It's it, b- better days are ahead. Hopefully for this team, I think Freddie's gone in the no I I know Freddie's gone uh, in the off season. I think they'll move on from Odell Beckham Jr. I think Odell Beckham Jr. will want to leave. I think they, they've got a good thing with Jarvis Landry. Uh, it's a great wide receiver class coming up. Decent to me wide receiver class uh, in, in free agency this year. I like Robbie Anderson's out there. Uh, Brandon Cooks may be available. Uh, you never know. What about a Brandon Cooks for, for Odell Beckham trade? Who knows uh, how those contracts would line up. But, yeah, the, the Browns were not making the playoffs this year. And, Jerry, where were you right? I went on a little bit of a rant last week. I've sort of been crapping on him over the last month or so. Tevin Coleman's a bum. Told you last week. And this week he went out there and he went five carries for six yards, one catch for nine yards. I'm done talking about Tevin Coleman because I'm just going to keep calling him a bum over and over again. And you guys don't want to keep hearing that. The dude is a bum. And that is that. He is a bum, and I will say this. He almost single-handedly cost me a playoff spot in my old-school redraft. I, I, I had too much faith, Jerry. He is on the bench. Uh, th- that lineup is going to – That's gonna, where bums go. That's where bu- bums on the bench. They both start with B. I am rolling Zeke, obviously. We talked about Miles Sanders. And I think I'm going to roll Mike Williams in my flex. I think I would rather flex Mike Williams than, than I would – that bum. He, he he could he score me forty five points? Sure he could. Could he score me three and absolutely get me knocked out of the playoffs? You bet your ass he could. All right, Jerry, let's go to the bargain bin and uh, couple. We have a couple of uh, 
the retreads, retreads. You, you know, this is no young, exciting, not really exciting, but like a young Ben Bronecker who we, we brought up a few no. weeks ago. I brought up Spencer freaking Ware. Spencer, <laughs> Spencer Ware signed today with the Kansas, and we laugh, we snicker. But do, do you remember last year when a certain chubby fella named CJ Anderson signed with your Lions? I no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, not with your Lions. He did with that the Rams. With the Rams, excuse me, and came in and and and, and batted clean up for a uh, for a uh, unhealthy Todd Gurley. C.J. Anderson was helping dudes win championships last year. Now I'm not putting that evil on Spencer Ware because I don't know that that can happen. But I know Kansas City's a good offense. I know that Spencer Ware knows this offense. I know that Spencer Ware has, has been good in this offense. Has been good in this offense, and you know he's got to beat out Jamokes like. The, the Hurt Williams brothers is, is Darwin Thompson and LaShawn McCoy. This is a guy who, you know, could be in for a viable role, even if you pick him up as a potential block to your opponent. You know, a lot of people aren't even seeing this on, on the radar. So Spencer Ware is my pickup, and I feel dirty just to even say it. Jerry, but yours is even worse than mine. Yeah, no, it's a we went with uh, two cockroach running backs. They just, they don't ever die. Every time you step on them, and then you you look under your shoe. They're just telling you to piss off. They're still there. Mine's Zach Zenner, former Detroit Lion. Derry Sanders, if you will. The White Sanders. Uh, the Miami Dolphins cut, or they didn't cut him. They should cut Kalen Balazs, but they did not. They placed him on IR. They signed Zach Zenner. You'd have to be so unbelievably desperate. But if that's your style, you go right ahead. Uh, Zach Center, though, he could have a little bit of life if you are. Oh, you're so desperate. Yeah, you, you got to be pretty. Desperate. I mean, I'd much prefer Spencer Ware. I, I because I, he has the chance to hit. I, I really I don't see much out of Zach Center, but he's a warm body. Hey, dude, it's week 14 and we're, we're deep. We're reaching deep into deep dynasty leagues. Mm-hmm. And, but I will say this. I would much rather have ZZ top than ZZ Center. All right. <laughs> uh, overreaction theater. Uh, I'm not overreacting to the Jets getting absolutely boat raced by the Bengals, just like I wasn't overly concerned about, you know, last week I said I wasn't overreacting to the Jets boat racing the Raiders. You know, the the Bengals did not want to join infamous companies such as the 1976 Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the 2008 Lions, and the 2017 Cleveland Browns as winless NFL teams. They obviously, they, they thought that was a winnable game. The front office, that is. They, they brought Andy Dalton back. I mean, that game was calculated and motivated for this team to get their first win. It was well played. It was at home. It, it was the perfect spot. So I'm not overreacting to the Jets getting beat down. I actually like the Jets and the Dolphins to be one of the higher scoring games of the week in the Adam Gase revenge game. Jerry, what are you not overreacting to in overreaction theater? We talked to we talked about him a little bit earlier. That's Jared Goff throwing for over four hundred. Like I said earlier, it was his first touchdowns in a month. You know, Seahawks they have you know you could pass on him a little bit, but if I'm trying to play a team in November in must win games, it's not going to be against Seattle because that team steps up and plays. Then they got the Cowboys. Then they got the Niners. No, thank you. I'm good on that, Randy. Uh, I am not going to overreact to Jared Goff going bananas. And he and he looked great in that first half because that's what he can do. And in the long term, I do like Jared Goff. But for the rest of this season, you want to talk about people I'm not trusting? Jared Goff. 
Uh, you know what? I'm going to double down one more week against that 29th ranked. Kirk Cousins just lit him up. Seattle defense, especially at home. You know, he, he did okay against them in Seattle. So I'll, I'll write it one more week, but I agree. After this week against Seattle, the, the Cowboys game, and then especially the San Francisco game, no thank you. I, I do want to say thank you to Vegas because they've kept us sharp all year long. Games to lean to, games to avoid. Let's run through them, Jerry. Let's knock these out. couple of three high-scoring games. The first one, some teams we're familiar with, Carolina at Atlanta. Atlanta giving up three, which is an odd spot considering they just lost. But then again, Carolina lost to Washington. So crazy shit happens in the NFL. But the, <laughs> but, the, but, the, but, but, but the Falcons are laying three, 48 total points. That's about seven TDs. Uh, man, if Devonta Freeman, if, 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 if not now, when? If not versus Carolina, who? Uh, I, I think obviously we talked about Julio, Ridley, Hooper should be back this week. Matt Ryan, you know, fire up all them Falcons and then Carolina. Yep, you know what? I got bitten a couple weeks ago when Kyle Allen played Atlanta. Uh, but you know what? I'm not very smart. I'm going back to that well again. I would too. Uh, Norvell Turner is still going to be calling the plays for this offense. Norv Turner has not been the problem for this offense. So for, but based on that, I'm firing up uh, Kyle Allen as a QB2. Christian McCaffrey is a duh no-brainer. And then DJ Moore, currently wide receiver nine on the season. Yeah, give me some of that. I don't know that I love it for Curtis Samuel, but you never know when he might splash into the end zone. And then I don't expect uh, Greg Olson to play. Pretty rough concussion last week. Uh, maybe a sneaky Ian Thomas game, but I'm not going to find out. No. Jerry, Jerry, what I miss, what I hit, anything to add? Nothing. Start them all if they're playing. I mean, avoid the tight ends from Carolina, like you said, but... Give me everybody. J- Jared Cook from the Saints had a couple of good catches against this this Falcon secondary, but I, I really feel like this is going to be a Christian McCaffrey, DJ Moore game. Seattle, we just talked about uh, my, my boy Jared Goff. Uh, Seattle going to the Rams. Rams getting a point at home. Another 48 point over and under, so again, about seven TDs. How do you do it? I, I, th- I think for the Rams, it's in the air. Just like I said last week, I, th- I thought for the Vikings, it was in the air. And sure enough, Kirk Cousins had a pretty good game. Uh, now, the, the pass defense for the Rams has been much better since Jalen Ramsey came over. Just another reason to fade Tyler Lockett, by the way. If coming off of a 0.0 wasn't bad enough. <laughs> and it, it was like two for 18 or something the week before. It's it, not it's, been good. It's not been pretty. But I, I see this being uh, a, a good game. For Jacob Hollister, I see this being a good game for Russ Wilson. I see this being, and, and Cooper Cup in his career has crushed the the Seattle Seahawks. Not that you were not playing him. Robert Woods looked great last week. I, I still can't trust Brandon Cooks. Um, yeah. j- j- just not doing anything. But this is going to be a high scoring affair. Um, nothing there. And then this one right here, I'm I'm kind of interested. If I had to bet an under in any of these three games, it's KC. Going to New England, New England laying three, coming off the loss at Houston, 48-and-a-half point over and under, so again, seven TDs. Man, my fear in this game is that New England just tries that indie blueprint, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, burn clock, run the ball, run the ball, 12-play drive, run the ball, run the ball, and really take some of the air out of the – they used to do this to my Colts years ago with Peyton Manning and Marvin Harrison and Reggie Wayne. That's my fear, but I, I think you're starting all the normal suspects, Jerry. Yeah, and I think that feeds very well into Julian Edelman if they do do that, because when you it's third and four, 
who's the guy that can create that quick separation? Julian Edelman, and they'll do that over and over again. But yeah, start the usual suspects. I am not touching any of those Kansas City running backs. We already talked about that. They can all go right to hell. Uh, yeah, should be fun. These are that's a those last two games. A lot of fun. That is what football is about. Especially with playoff implications on the line. I absolutely love some of this slate. I will say this little James White segment. You know what a big James White guy. James White is not the guy who got you 33 PPR points last week. But he's also not the guy who got you like 6 PPR points the week before. He's James freaking White. Go back and look at his first 10 games of the season. He averages 12 to 13 points a game. Fire up your James White as like a, an RB3 flex type. All right, games that we're looking to fade. Now, the good news, Jerry, is nothing starts in the 30s this week. So that's a good thing. So That's a, that's a first in about the last month or so. It's been brutal. First one, Washington at Green Bay. Green Bay only uh, laying 10.5 at home, 43-point over and under, six TDs. And, and, and when, you, when you take that off the top, they think Washington's going to score about – 14 points. I think Green Bay gets up. I think it's at home. They get up fairly early. That's why I don't love Geises. I don't love any of the running backs in Washington this week. Um, I love Terry McLaren like like family, but with Dwayne Haskins as quarterback, no. I'm not playing any Redskin. I don't think you I can. I am also not playing any. Uh, obviously, you're going to play Aaron Rodgers. You're going to play Devontae Adams. I, I mean, I guess you can roll Aaron Jones out there, but I'm I'm very trepidatious considering the the workload. There's that word again. Full circle. Can we can we come full full circle? So I you, you fire up the Green Bay guys. Uh, just just keep an eye on the Aaron Jones thing, and you don't have to love it. Anything else there? Nope. I think you are spot on with that one. Here's another one of those games where it's it's not so bad for one team, but I don't love it for the other. Denver at Houston. Uh, the only Denver guy that I'm playing, I guess two. Now that I've got some uh, some background music on the the Mr. Philip RB14 Lindsay, is I'm playing Lindsay and I'm playing Sutton. Sutton. Yeah, I, 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 this is a game where I want to continue to watch the development of Drew Locke. Didn't look horrible. I'll tell you one thing, Drew Locke's got balls, and he's not afraid to push the ball down the field. So if anything, there's a start. And he, he's 1-0 as a starter, so good for him. Uh, but, yeah, I'm pl- I'm playing in Denver, just Lindsey, just Sutton. Houston, uh, you're never, never, ever, never, ever going to bench DeAndre Hopkins. But Chris Harris Jr. is a tough matchup. Obviously, you're playing Fuller. Uh, what about the running backs? What about Hyde? What about uh, – what's the other guy's name? Duke, Duke Johnson. John- Duke John- Obviously, you're playing Watson. What about the running backs in Houston and tight ends? Give me something. I mean, that's always tough, but I am always going to – it, they're going to keep giving Carlos Hyde the ball. I'm going to keep playing Carlos Hyde. Now, I am also a Carlos Hyde truther, me and Kyle from the fellows. He's gotten a lot of press. Good for you, Kyle. Uh, so, yeah, but that's only if I have to. I like him. I'm probably starting him on a, at least a league or two. But if you don't, I will not be mad at you because I understand how it goes. I like Carlos Hyde, the actual football player, a lot better than Carlos Hyde, the fantasy piece. And that is fair. The, the, then the last game, the worst over and under of the week, the Battle of Ohio, Cincinnati at Cleveland. Cleveland giving up eight and a half points at home. I, I wouldn't touch this game with a 10-foot pole. Cincinnati, you know, I think Cleveland's defense is underrated. They got embarrassed a little bit last week against Pittsburgh. Cincinnati got their win. 
Uh, I talked about how tough this matchup is for Boyd. I think I'm playing Joe Mixon, and that's it. He's been averaging around 15 PPR points a game. And then on Cleveland, you know, I guess Baker is a QB2. Landry's an automatic. I I like both Chubb and uh, uh, Hunt. Uh, But, man, Odell Beckham Jr. We talked about him earlier. You're right. And just, it's tough. I it, mean, it's, it's it, you don't want to put thing, him on the bench. Things but, you thought you'd never say. Yeah. I, I I I would just prefer not to. All right, this show's running a little bit long, so there's the games we're leaning to. to there's the games we're fading. I am going to go to the DFS, darling. You know, we've, we've had a, a good run here. Uh, I'm going right back. Uh, this one, you know, had a middle of the road over and under around 46 points, but I'm going Devlin Duck Hodges. QB 18 at the Arizona Cardinals, 5,300 bucks. Do, do you know which team that Jared Goff had his best game of the season against Jerry? Who was it? Arizona Cardinals. Do Look you do, do, do you know which do you know which team that Jimmy Garoppolo had his two best games of the season against? Who was that? The Arizona Cardinals. Do you know who Devlin Hodges plays this week? Does he play the Arizona Cardinals? Damn it, Jerry! It's the Arizona Cardinals, and you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pair him up with his hunting buddy. Oh, they're out in the woods together. Oh, there's not much woods. Mostly it's cacti in the desert of Arizona. But I'm gonna take the wide receiver 26 on DraftKings for six grand, James Washington. I think we can get a splash play. Uh, he may draw some Patrick Peterson. He may not. I may not care. Th- this is the kind of game where I think the duck turns it loose. And, again, if you're going to get guys like Christian McCaffrey, Mike Thomas, uh, a healthy Dalvin Cook in your lineup, you got to pay down somewhere. So I'm going to pay down at one of my wide receiver positions and pay down at my quarterback position. This is really for a tournament. All right, Jerry, uh, give us yours. A wise man earlier said, if not against Carolina, if not in this game, then when, Lord, when? Devonta Freeman. Come on, baby. 5,400 RB26 against Carolina's, who they surpassed the Detroit Lions for the league's worst rush defense. They just let Adrian Peterson at 181 years old. Years young. Years young. Years young. This reminds me of that scene in in, in one of my favorite movies, Tombstone, with with Wyatt Earp. And and, and that is uh, the last ride of Wyatt and his immortals. For me, it's the last ride of Jerry. And Devonta, uh, I think this is a situation where a rookie or free agent's going to land in Atlanta next year. New coaching staff, more than likely. So, Jerry, this could be your guys' last ride. Oh, come on, let's ride off into the sunset, baby. Let's go out on a high note. And speaking of going out on a high note, that's what we're doing now. Hey, man, we really hope you enjoyed this show. And if you enjoy the show, do us a solid. Nothing helps us more than an iTunes five star. We need 15 more, and we'll have 100 total. For the, for, I, I, I know, man. We, we, we've got to do something. we got to give something away. we got to give you away. Maybe we'll give away one of Jerry's trucker hats. Uh, <laughs> we, we, we'll do something when we get to 100 for you guys, but we appreciate you. Uh, again, I say this every time we ask for reviews. I don't know why iTunes. It just because. It sucks. Um, but you know what? If, you, if you're not on iTunes... You know what? At least follow the show on Spotify. Subscribe there. Subscribe on on Podbean, Stitcher, wherever you're listening to us. Subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. Five star. Jerry, what do you got for these people as they roll into week 14 combat? (sighs) 
let's win these battles. That's all. Let's win the war. We got a couple battles these next few weeks, but we're going to win the war together, my friends. I, I hate to use this. I hate to use this terminology because to me it's attached to a loser mindset. But trust the process. You know, Philadelphia 76ers in basketball for years as they were accumulating first round picks were quote unquote trusting the process. Trust your process. Whether that's listening to shows like the Dynasty War Zone, the Nerds, the Trade Calculator, the FF Fellas, whatever you trades HQ, whatever you listen to, whatever you listen to, they, they are helping you build a process. Trust the process. Trust the matchups. Trust what you've done all year. Don't get cute. Don't get name trapped. Don't make decisions. Don't make the hero play. Trust your process. You know, make good decisions based on good statistics, based on facts. Don't quote unquote play a gut, play a hunch. You know what? Trust your process. Put the best possible lineup out there. And if you win, you win. And if you lose, you lose. At least you know you you, you set the lineup the correct way, Jerry. I am with you. I want the listeners to win their championships. Hundred percent. That's all I want. Hundred percent. All I want to do is I want to see weeks between weeks sixteen and seventeen, as we're hunting down those iTunes reviews. If I, I don't I, get some ats after week sixteen that say they won their championship, and I don't want any credit because I didn't do a damn thing to win you a championship. We, me and Randy, are just talking about our teams, what we do, so we can win championships. If that helps you in any way, that's on you. You're the one that did it, and that's what I want. Yep. That's what I want. I want my championships because I love, you know, I'm 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 not a big guy. I'm 5'10. We, there's a, a little phrase about a Napoleon complex. I got a Napoleon complex. When I beat you in fantasy, I will let you know it. And I want you guys to let your friends know it. Hey, I, I just want to know that I, I appreciate it. what I want to see is between weeks 16 and 17, I want to see them iTunes reviews that says, thanks to these some bitches. I want I want a, a fantasy championship and you spell some bitches S U M B I T C H E S. One but word. I'll, but but on half of this some bitch, on behalf of my, my co host some bitch partner Jerry, we here at the Dynasty Warzone are just trying to make the world a better place for fantasy football. Good luck in week fourteen. We hope to see you right back here in week fifteen and have a good week, guys. See ya. <laughs>